You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pit Pass Radio. America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper in studio with uh, one of the best guys I know. And of course, that, of course, PJ Duran. Who's, uh, who's appearing because of our great friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online, hicklinpowersports.com. Uh, we'll get to you in, you in a minute, PJ, but I do want to thank our friends at Evergreen Podcast Productions, the, uh, the fine purveyor of this podcast, and you'll look for them online at evergreenpodcast.com. Uh, great and creative lineup of uh, lifestyle programming, including this very program. So do want to thank our friends Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson for contributing to this week's program. Uh, Tony Wink with the uh, this particular program or portion of the show off. Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing the program as always. Thank you, guys. Uh, news from around the world. Jack, can you give me just a little more? little more there you go uh news from around the motorcycling world and we uh will have uh, drake beecham on the program one of my favorite young guests out there pj jacobson will be joining us jamie uh, uh, how do you say is it astadillo astadillo i mess it up every time mitch oldenburg will be joining us cam mcadoo as well uh but we start the uh the program with some news from world superbike in aragon uh motor america round one in atlanta and of course the nashville round of supercross and with that let's go to pj pj how are you i am doing very well thank you scott and i'll try to be quick as cameron's waiting on us we'll get you on in a moment cameron nashville supercross in the 450 class eli tomac came back swinging uh baggett came in uh second place with cooper webb the current points leader uh rounding out the top three uh that leaves cooper with a 21 point advantage over moose can and tomac in the overall in the 250 class we had uh, mr davalos with the win ahead of chase sexton and justin cooper uh things are tight in the 250 overall with forkner on 151 points sexton only three points back with three rounds to go cooper seven back uh we've got three rounds left as we know um and the third one of course being the finale uh east meets west at vegas over in road atlanta you mentioned in the superbike round one cameron bobier got the first win of the year this was the first round tony elias a close second with jd beach coming in a hard-fought third in the second race of the weekend for the superbikers elias was able to come out on top with matthew skoltz in second bobier uh, drifted back to third jd held on for fourth so uh elias is leading the points right now but it's going to be a good Tony's year a tough cookie i mean tough guy and a, a strong competitor amazing knows how to win the title all right let's uh let's bring our guest up and cam you can uh 
you can work with us through the numbers here. And, of course, you've probably seen these already from our friends at Racer X. And let's just go through the numbers. Four wins on the season for Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac. I'm not sure what the news is or the chatter around the pits, but is there anybody that can really truly challenge him? What are your thoughts? Um, good, yeah, good I mean, question. And I mean, it, seriously, that's, he's, he seems to have found his line. I know that Coop has, has as well, because Coop has got what, six, six wins on the season, but uh, it seems like Eli Tomac is just pouring it on. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you know, Tomac always has the ability, I feel like to do that. And, and like he had said, how, he felt like he could manage the win. I, I heard in his press conference, and right? Like watching back in 2017 and stuff, you could tell Tomac could do stuff like that. Almost going back to 17 Vegas when he did what he did, and that was just crazy. But I mean, I think that there's been multiple times that it's like, oh, Cooper's under pressure, under pressure. Like he might crack <laughs> like early on in a main event. He does might not look like he has the pace. And then all of a sudden he pulls through, and so, I mean, I think that there's, there's, I I believe there's four guys that still can win each weekend. Um, it's been a great you know, season, I, I, really. Yeah, and um, I think Ken um, might not have gotten enough credit for last weekend. Almost like, man, he was coming, he was going forward and going forward fast, and so I think that he's got a win coming still too and you can never count marv out coop's been so solid i yeah i think it's it's so close right now that all those guys are definitely able to win <laughs> and they well, proved it so yep they absolutely have it As have you cameron you've uh, had a good season i'm sure you're chomping at the bit ready to get to i mean it's it's the final race for you guys right there's only one more for uh you west coast competitors that's vegas right uh, no, we we have Denver this weekend and then Vegas. I was oh, you do. Say, yeah, Sorry. Denver, yeah. Yep. Sorry, there's three yeah, rounds so. and two of them are west. well. We, yep, are west. Well, and and the Vegas is an east meets west, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So every, everybody east and west both get another round, and then it's then it's the showdown. Um, you've been looking good. Uh, am I correct? You don't have a deal as of yet for outdoors. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Um, currently, yeah, I'm just I'm up in the air with outdoors. I'm focused on uh, doing the very best I can do at these last two rounds of Supercross, and um, I have been riding some outdoors and stuff with the FC Honda team, and and they've been doing some testing. So I've been just you know trying to help out with that or whatever, and and being ready because um, you know the the nature of the beast of our sport is that you know someone might need someone, and and um, yeah, so currently I'm I don't have anything for outdoors, but uh, it'll all work out. I'm I'm scratching my head over this because I don't understand how Cam McAdoo does not have a deal already done. We're talking with Cameron McAdoo currently uh, seventh in the uh, overall standings, uh, three rounds left, or at least two that we know of. And uh, and Cam, looking forward, uh, you know, it's this is really if you think about it, it how many years for you racing? Uh, technically, this is I'm on my third year. Third year, but, yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're just a kid. 2007, yeah. 2017 was my first year, and, right. and uh, I didn't even get to race outdoors 
and I only got to race like four supercrosses. So how of, um, of injury, and then uh, then last year, 2018, very first round of supercross, I I got ran into in the first lap and and had a broke my hand, and then um, that was you how know, painful was that? My was, supercross season. Yeah, did that hurt really bad or what? Um, uh, pain wise, mm-hmm. I think the most it hurt was uh, knowing that um, you know all the work that you put in from sure you know say September until then and it's kind of all taken away in one little moment but um, actually when I when I first broke it I it was the very first lap of the first round and and uh, I raced I finished the whole race and and it was um, just a small break in my hand and so I went to the second round in Tampa and I raced that I didn't ride all week raced Tampa and I finished eighth like I could I could barely hold on to the bike you know so I was hoping that I could just not ride during the week and go week to week and let it heal. And then, um, I went to line up at Atlanta and, and I got cross jumped on a triple at Atlanta and, um, I had a crash and, and it like just pretty much completely shattered the bone of my hand. So that was the end of it for me. And, um, at that point we, we couldn't obviously move on and keep trying to push through it. So, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the biggest part of, I think injury for anyone in the sport of racing, is not the, not the pain that you're going through or any of that like yeah it does hurt but it's the, the you know knowing that you're not able to do the job that you're that you're hired to do how's your health been this year cam i mean you your results say you've put in a, yeah. a very solid year yeah my health's been great it's been good uh you know ever since i i came back to racing on the third round outdoors last year and and raced the whole outdoor season and then i I was able to do some off-season races in Europe and in Australia and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I had a good good off-season, and um, I was actually on a Yamaha for uh, probably six weeks in the off-season. I was going to be riding for the – I was riding the uh, CTR motorsports bike, and and then um, late December, uh, basically I was actually at the airport flying home for Christmas, and, um, you know, I got a call from FC. and Cool. They kind of – put things together and I flew out here the day after Christmas out of California and, and I had <laughs> maybe four days on the bike before a one because wow. I, you know, I had planned on going to, uh, going to race East coast. And so it was, it was definitely, you know, the bike has come a long ways and it's changed a lot since the last time I had ridden it. And, and, um, with not much testing and stuff, I, I mean, I felt ready for Anaheim, but, um, I've definitely these last, you know, few rounds with some weeks off and some good testing with the team and, and getting the bike down. Like I've, I'm really feeling good and I feel like I've come to come to pretty good form at this point. And, and um, yeah, I'm ready to finish the season strong for sure. And where are you? Are you residing in California during season? Uh, we know. Uh... Uh, yes, I am. Uh, the last last four and a half years, actually, I've lived in South Carolina and. And uh, January this year, I decided to move out to California and make a little change to my program. And, and I just felt like that California is kind of the place where I need to be right now. And and so, yeah, I'm based out of California now. You got a girlfriend out there or what? No, I don't. I don't, mm. I don't even have enough time. It's, oh, come it's, on. Uh, you would make time for a pretty girl. Everybody's got to eat know. dinner every, you know, once in a while, go to see a movie or something. So, Cam, uh, yeah. you, you're... Yeah, uh, we we would call you a hometown boy. Uh, Sioux yeah. City's your hometown, right? 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're we're here in the luxurious studios of uh, of our for our evergreen uh, right. podcast production, and uh, we're in the great place in Des Moines. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. So down the road. Yeah, for sure. You get back much uh, this way? Uh, wait, you uh, were at Brayton. Did you do Tony's Brayton uh, shootout? Brayton shootout last year at uh, yeah, Winterset. I did, actually, yeah, I did. I was that was just before I was going to head out to California to start getting ready for outdoors. Um, I was home, you know, because I I was home for a couple weeks. And uh, I had so much so fun talking to you. To do that. You were you were a, a yeah, ton was, of fun to talk to, dude. And and that was that was a fun event, actually. Um, most, really mostly cool because of the MC. On. The MC is very good. Makes the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, without him, yeah. there is no show. Uh, sadly, uh, Cam yeah. McAdoo is our guest. Um, okay, so Cam, let's talk a little bit about um, what happens next. Okay. For a guy in your position, obviously, seventh, not necessarily want to be, but still highly respectable. Uh, so how do we move you up into a guy that's got a two- or three-year deal? What happened, What has to happen, and who's representing you? Um, you know, to be honest, what has to happen is I need to, to go prove myself these last two rounds. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, six places are cool or whatever, fifth, and, but... Um, I, I need to be on the podium, and that's kind of the bottom line. And and um, you know, just go show my speed and show what I've been working on, and the rest will fall as it does. And and uh, yeah, so we're gonna, you know, I'm still focused on just doing the job at hand right now that I'm hired to, do and and uh, I know it'll all it'll all fall into place as it's supposed to. And you, uh, well, first of all. It's been a great season for you, Cam. Uh, I would say, and Amen. just great news that you've you've been able to to stay healthy. Do you change anything in your training? I mean, accidents happen in all forms of motor racing. Every week, we are literally talking to guys who, if they didn't just get injured, they're riding injured. That's the the nature of the beast in uh, professional motorcycle racing. Or do you make changes to like your diet or anything to uh, you know compensate for injuries? Uh, honestly, yeah, that's, that's funny you asked that because that was a, a big thing when I first turned pro, I was, um, just changed in training and, and even diet too. And, um, basically I was so used to being able to just hammer out a crazy amount of training all year long because I was preparing for three races a year, you know, as an amateur, these three big race weeks, but as a pro, you got to be there every weekend and be good on the weekend and, and, um. I was always feeling like I was not doing enough and stuff and and um yeah, I I was I feel like the first year I've turned pro I was too lean. That was one issue I felt like I had. So I, there was a few things that I, you know, had to figure out with my body and and stuff like that and um I think we learned and um yeah, I feel good. It's been been good to string races together and prove to everyone that also I'm durable as well. I don't you know, I was I felt like I was starting to get almost like that rap of man that dude's always hurt and that was not what i wanted so it's been good to to prove that you know i'm i am durable and i can i can go through seasons and that's you know the biggest part of it if you look at the greatest guys in our sport you know dungy and carmichael and those guys it's like their stats are unreal you know that they, they were there every single time and that's what it takes yeah and uh you mentioned him earlier roxon coming back i mean 
we, it, we it's been such a strong season for that guy that we uh, I think people are already starting to forget how wounded he was and the the fact that he was at a one and did what he did this entire season now people just expected and that it was an impressive display well, after. there are there are people that are saying yeah. PJ there's there are people saying that he did that he did a one as much for uh, anybody himself. Right, because oh, yeah. you got to get back on that horse and ride, and that's that's perhaps the most difficult thing for an athlete to do. Because the athlete in the off time while repairing uh, will question uh, himself or herself uh, and their ability to do just that, and that perhaps is the greatest challenge they ever have. Is not just heart, but head, and head gets in the way a lot of times. Does that ever does that ever uh, happen with you, Cam, where your head gets in in the way of the heart? Um, I mean, it, I think it's everyone's head. That's your biggest, the biggest thing. I think all of the, all the racers are, you know, all so good and so fit and everything that I, I believe that that's, you know, the biggest thing that separates each other. And, uh, like noting back on Ken, like I, people don't even have a clue of what that guy went through. I, I don't even, but I just know that, you know, even before outdoors last year, when he was coming back from his second arm injury with, with, uh, when he crashed with Webb, um, I remember the week, I think it was maybe the week after Hangtown or, or Glen Helen or something, it was two rounds in already. We went mountain biking on a Wednesday, wow. a big group of us, and, and his hand and arm was so, so bad that he could barely lift, he couldn't even lift a mountain bike off of a bike rack out of the back of a truck. Wow. He was still going out and, and podiuming outdoor races and stuff, and, and then, you know, people, have what it takes to say that oh Ken never got fit and it's like you know I feel like yeah I mean I've heard Dr. Him short. That he'd be he'd be lucky to to ever hold a kitchen utensil again properly and so it's beyond impressive what he's been able to do well obviously we've been looking at you for a while dude and um, um, you're one of those that we think highly of otherwise you wouldn't be on the show but uh, the way you respect your uh, your fellow racers out there, I think is remarkable in and of its own self, because obviously, um, what you do is not easy. Okay. And, and I think our listeners need to know that what you do is not easy injured or not, but when you do get injured, <clears throat> there are, um, you know, a lot of steps to go through to get to race ready. And you have to challenge yourself, and you do it every single week. Right now, sitting in seventh, nice job out of you. I know you'd like to finish higher than that. So uh, surely we're going to be behind you, rooting for you every step of the way. But um, one of the really great guys in our sport is Cam McAdoo out of Sioux City, Iowa. And, yeah, did I have fun talking with you? Yeah, I did. Um, it's, it's neat to talk with somebody in your position that literally is one of the best in the world. And, and to not have that, that, that best-in-the-world type attitude, uh, it just absolutely works for you. Was your mom there? Uh, yeah, at the, yeah. the Brayton Race. In yeah. Ohio. Yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah, your mom's cool, yep. too. Cool chick. Yes. So don't tell her I said so. I don't want her to get a big head or anything like that. But (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you very much. She's very cool. All right, Cam. uh, Sponsors. Who who do you want to thank? Uh, you know, obviously the whole FC Honda team that's behind me, and they've you know been putting in their hardest work for the Supercross season, and um, yeah, we're doing our best, and uh, 
GFMX, Fox, uh, Mobius, 100%, uh, Alpine Stars, and everyone else that gets us to the races. Thank you. Are you planning on coming uh, to the Brayton Shootout this year? Um, I mean, I don't even, I'm not sure when the date is and stuff, but if. I just show up. You know, after the season, on the off season, yeah, I might as well go, right? Like, well, why not? But if you do, yeah. you have to bring me some stickers and patches, okay? All right, deal. Is it? A, is, you heard it, Peter. You heard him. Well, you can write it down. You you scored, <laughs> you <heard> Scott. <laughs> I'll bring a jersey. How about that? Yeah, right. even better. Double X. What? Good luck in All Denver, right. man. And you remember right. the shoes yeah, that Braden brought me, right? Those beautiful white clouds. Let me tell you something. I don't. Those are casino shoes. That's what you wear inside. You don't wear them outside, but you wear them inside the <laughs> casino because they're that white. And you don't want to mess with them. Jack could probably pull it off. I couldn't do it. And Leanne would go, yeah. why are you wearing Scott's shoes? Anyway, all right, buddy. God bless you, Cam. Best of your family, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me on. You bet. Cameron McAdoo on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. We appreciate you listening. Do check out the rest of our podcast programming at evergreenpodcast.com for a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative programs. Stay tuned. Back after this. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!